0: Questions that you can ask yourself to help you decide whether your content is boring or not is how much engagement am I getting? Am I only getting kind of half hearted likes and very few interactions beyond that? Is anybody getting in touch with me to start conversations? Or if I'm trying to start conversations, is anybody replying? Is anybody sharing any of my content? Are they tagging me? Are they recommending me to anybody? Am I getting any inquiries or enough inquiries or opportunities coming my way? Does my content look or sound very similar to everybody else, particularly in my niche? If you're answering yes to those questions, then keep listening because I've got some help for you. If you've ever wondered how you can create content that's going to get you better results, then today's episode is definitely for you. I'm gonna explain why you need to treat your content creation like a party and take you through the five key steps that you can use to create content that drives results in your business. This is something that my audience talk to me about all the time. I've literally had messages from people every single week for months telling me how hard they find content creation. So that's what I'm going to solve with this episode. And if you have any entrepreneurial business owning friends who also struggle with content creation, then don't forget to share this episode with them so that they can benefit too. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison. And today I am sharing something a little different. I'm following my own advice and I'm repurposing a workshop that I recently delivered live into a podcast episode. And the reason that I recommend this, if you've heard me talk about repurposing before, is that when we put our heart and soul and a lot of effort into creating great, valuable content for our audience, we don't just want to put it out there once. We don't just want to give people one opportunity to consume. And that applies to the number of times we offer it up to them in order for them to consume that content. So let's say you put it out once on Instagram, somebody who would find it really valuable doesn't see it, and you don't ever talk about it again. That person has missed out and you have spent hours and hours of your time creating that content only for the person who really needs it to miss out. But it also applies because people consume content in different ways. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, oh, I didn't know that you were delivering free workshops this month, Nikki. Or you're thinking, I actually don't have time to join a free workshop live. And I am only delivering these workshops live this month because I love to deliver to a live audience. And I want people to really make the commitment because they are free. I want you to commit and come along on the day rather than watch the replay later so we can get some good questions going at the end. And maybe you're thinking, but actually the content of your workshops this month, it really does sound great. I wish I could consume it in another way. I wish I could consume it when I'm multitasking, when I'm driving my car, when I'm walking my dog, whatever. So I wanted to give you the opportunity if you haven't made it along to the workshop that I've delivered so far, or even if you have, maybe you just need a reminder because we don't take in all the information the first time round then I wanted to give you a second opportunity to enjoy this content and that's what today's episode is all about. I'm going to be talking to you about how to create content that's not boring. Now, you might be feeling a little defensive hearing me say that your content might be boring, but let's be honest, we've all been bored by content. We've been bored by other people's content and we've been bored probably at times by our own content. So today I'm gonna tell you how to overcome that and make sure that you are not creating content that is boring for yourself or for others. Creating consistent content is only the first step. So you'll see there's a lot of talk online, I'm sure you've seen about consistency is king and you've got to show up regularly and consistently and that's all great, but actually that's only the first step. The end goal is to create engaging content that converts. So some people have different definitions of what a conversion is. Your kind of first step conversion is to get somebody to engage with your content. So say to send you a DM or to sign up to your email list. But the ultimate conversion is, of course, to get somebody to buy from you after they've consumed your content. So here's what the majority of small business owners who are creating consistent content do. They change the plan frequently. They chase trends They focus on keeping the wheel turning with their content creation. So really focusing on quantity over quality. They often aim for success on multiple channels at the same time. And they really do consider that doing something is better than doing nothing. If these are the kinds of things that you are focusing on when you're creating your content, all that does is leave your audience feeling as if your content is boring. You're showing up, you're doing the work, yes. Are you being strategic or are you just focusing on having a presence in as many different places as you possibly can? So have a think about what type of content bores you. And I'm going to share a short list with you of the type of content that's boring me at the moment. Shouty educators pointing at things. Lots of people sharing the same insights. I'm doing that in inverted commas because we probably already know them. I am bored of reels using trending music. Controversial opinion there, but I am bored of them. I'm also bored of voiceover reels. And yes, I was creating voiceover reels for a while, not for very long because I find them really boring. What is the point of creating content that makes you look and sound like everybody else? I'm ultra bored of predictable copywriting. So I'm talking about sales funnels, sales pages and email copy that all sounds the same. It's talking about this transformation. Have you ever felt like this? If you join my program, you will experience this, this, and this. Do you want to continue feeling like this, or do you want to experience this amazing transformation that I can offer? I'm bored. Everybody's saying the same thing. And I'm also really bored of self congratulatory posts sharing turnover claims. A, because turnover is vanity and profit is sanity. But B, because we're not always purely in it for the money. Yes, a lot of the time we are worrying as small business owners about keeping the cash flow coming in, keeping that revenue coming in and making sure that we've got a viable business. And of course, we need to be concerned with that. But we don't need to shout about how much money we're making all the time because not everybody is interested. Lots and lots of people are much more interested in doing something that they actually love. And those are probably the kinds of people who I want to work with. But yes, I love to help people make more money. But the people who I really love to help are the ones who want to make more money doing something that they absolutely love, because those are the ones who are going to be really committed to their business and take lots and lots of action. So what I want to encourage you to do today is to have the confidence to do things differently. And the first step is to take a long, hard look at your current content that you're putting out there into the world and ask yourself, is it boring? Try and be really, really honest with yourself. Questions that you can ask yourself to help you decide whether your content is boring or not is how much engagement am I getting? Am I only getting kind of half-hearted likes and very few interactions beyond that? Is anybody getting in touch with me to start conversations? Or if I'm trying to start conversations, is anybody replying? Is anybody sharing any of my content? Are they tagging me? Are they recommending me to anybody? Am I getting any inquiries or enough inquiries or opportunities coming my way? Does my content look or sound very similar to everybody else, particularly in my niche? If you're answering yes to those questions, then keep listening because I've got some help for you. The way that I really like to think about the content that I put out there is like a party or maybe even like an understated rave. I would love people to feel like they're at a party or a rave when they're consuming my content. What I don't want to happen is I don't want to be kidding myself. I don't want to be putting content out there, crossing my fingers, hoping for the best, hoping for all these interactions, these DMs, these comments, shares, et cetera, all this engagement, these sales as well, hoping for all these sales, and then feeling disappointed and kind of kidding myself. Oh no, that's okay. I didn't really want to be at a party. I didn't really want to be out having fun with lots and lots of people, having loads of conversations. I just wanted to enjoy my own company tonight. You can only kid yourself about that for so long before you need to take a long, hard look at your content and think, okay, I'm not having fun here. I'm not at a party. I'm on my own talking to myself and I'm not getting anything back from anybody else. What am I doing wrong? because marketing nowadays really shouldn't be a one-way street. It shouldn't be you as a small business owner shouting into the void, broadcasting all the things that you have for sale and the actions that you want people to take and then expecting them to respond. It's not like that anymore. It is about building relationships, making connections and having conversations and hopefully having more fun along the way. So to go back to the party analogy, You want your content to be like the DJ at a party. You want your content to be made up of all killer and no filler. With the caveat that you are not for everyone. None of us can be for everyone. And that's a good thing because we don't want to try and be for everyone. Because if we try to say things that will appeal to everybody, we will end up appealing to nobody. So In order to drive results via the content that you're creating, and I'm not just talking about social media content, I'm talking about any podcasts, vlogs, blogs, and email content. What are the things that are going to drive results and help you to have more fun and help your audience to identify your content as fun and engaging and certainly not boring? First of all, you need to start with research. You need to set goals for your marketing. You need to repurpose like I am today with this podcast episode, which was previously a workshop. You need to promote your content by distributing it in as many different places as possible. And you need to experiment. This is what I meant when I said you need to have confidence to do things differently. You need to trust yourself to experiment, to sit back and think, okay, What is everybody else doing? Let's review the competition in your own industry and other industries. What is everybody else doing? And what can I do differently? Because let's look at the results that they're getting. Maybe some of it's working, but probably some of it is not. So what could you do that's better and different to your competitors that's really going to get more attention and get people more interested in what you're doing? have a look at what's working for you currently. Is it your spontaneous content that you're sharing on the fly? Or is it your scheduled consistent content? Is it your email newsletter that you're sending out every single week on the same day at the same time? Or is it those off the cuff emails where you're just sending out a little story to your audience? Which are the ones that get the most replies or clicks? Which channels are working best for you? Which formats? Is it video? It probably is video at the moment. Are you doing enough video? Or is it your longer form content? Is it a blog that's working better than your social media? If so, what is it? Really kind of dig into the details of why certain things are working for you and why certain things are not. What are the messages that you're using that people are responding to? And what are the call to actions that are working? So when I'm talking about a call to action, I am not just talking about. Buy my thing. A call to action might be to sign up to your newsletter. It might be to vote in a poll, or it might be to share a comment on a post. When you suspect your content is boring, the bottom line is that it's time to make more effort. So there are five key steps to creating content that will get you better results. Let's go through them. Number one, research and observe. Number two, listen harder. Number three, enjoy the process. Number four, zig, don't zag, and number five, experiment. And I'm going to take you through those one by one. So the first one, research and observe. This is about looking at which types of content are performing best for you. So to go into that in more detail, what I'm talking about here is paying attention to the content tone Is it the humorous content or aspirational? Is it memes? Is it reflective? Is it educational? These are all different tones of content that you could put out there. Pay attention to which ones are working best for you. Which style of content is working best? Is it cartoons? Is it heavily branded content? Is it photography or original illustrations? And pay attention to the format. Is it videos? Is it animations? Is it reels or lives? Is it static posts? Is it longer form? Is it short form? And pay attention to the content platform. Is it your social media channels? If so, which one? Is it a Facebook page or a Facebook group? Is it your email marketing, your blog, your podcast, or your YouTube channel? Really take a long, hard look at which ones are working best for you in terms of the engagement that you're getting and the actions that you're driving, because these are the ones that you want to do more of. And don't just look at them in relation to your accounts, but also other accounts in your industry, accounts in similar industries with a similar target audience and accounts in other industries, because we can draw inspiration for our content from anywhere. But really, the goal is to pay attention to what your ideal customers are responding well to and do more of that. And number two is about listening harder. So this is just digging in in even more detail to what members of your existing audience are telling you. What are they responding best to and why? So is it the timing? Is it because you're being really regular? Are they curious? Is it the questions that you're asking that they're answering? Are you presenting an aspirational style of life that they want to have for themselves? And as well as looking at what they are responding to, pay attention to what they're not responding to and ask yourself similar questions. So why are they not responding? Is the content that you're putting out too samey? Too samey as in the same as the type of content that you're always putting out? Maybe you've been doing it for too long and they're bored. Or is it the same as everybody else in your niche? Are you saying the same things? Are you being too beige? So beige content to me is boring content that just looks and sounds like everybody else. If you took off the name of your business and replaced it with another business from your industry, nobody would notice. Are you saying anything new? Or is your content not eye catching or attention grabbing? Really pay attention to these questions and ask yourself why? Because that's how you can make improvements. But don't give yourself too hard a time. Also pay attention and notice the good stuff. So regularly ask for customer feedback both during the sale or the relationship and after. And note the specific words that are being used within any recommendations and testimonials that you receive. So I have a strapline that I use for one of my group programs, which is from overwhelmed and overlooked to confident and fully booked. That strapline comes directly from customer feedback because I was working with clients and gathering testimonials for my website. And I noticed that Almost all of them were describing the experience of working with me as going from not having enough clients or customers to becoming fully booked. So really pay attention to those specific words because... If you demonstrate that you are really listening to what your customers are telling you, those are the things that are important to them. So it was really important to my clients that they become fully booked. That tells me that other people who are considering working with me are also likely to want to be fully booked. So if I can genuinely make that claim and put it out there in my marketing messaging, then it's going to become more attractive for those potential customers as well. Pay close attention to your open rates and click rates. What are the things that people are really interested in hearing about from you? For example, if I send out an email newsletter with a link to the latest Instagram update, that is almost all of the time the link that will get the most number of clicks because my audience are really interested in Instagram and conduct your own social listening. Social listening is just a fancy way of describing paying attention online. So what are people buzzing about online? See if you can pay such close attention to what people are interested in and what's happening in the world that's relevant to your audience and to your business that you can then take that information and be so well informed that you become a trusted source and seek advice and feedback, but only from relevant people. So Probably not your close family members or people who are predisposed to tell you what you want to hear, but definitely from people whose opinions you trust and who are going to be honest because they want to help you. And number three is to enjoy the process. So, this is an interesting point that I really want you to think about. And I want you to ask yourself this question Are you bored of creating content? If you are, then it's highly likely that we, as your potential audience, are bored of consuming your content. So what can you do? It's really important to keep an eye on sources of inspiration and you can curate a list of sources where you can regularly check in or sign up to those email newsletters or set up those Google alerts so that you can stay one step ahead and stay really well informed and people can start to come to you as not just somebody who they could buy from, but somebody who they could learn from. And somebody who is always one step ahead and really well informed so they can pay attention to you and you've done the hard work of curating the information for them. So for example, I am on a Twitter list that's all about marketing. I don't run that list. I am just a member of that list. But it means that when I open up Twitter, the first thing that I see is a whole load of different interesting conversations about marketing. And then I can dive into the ones that I think are relevant to my business and my audience. And I can start to form my own opinions. You can do that for your industry as well. You can set notifications for key accounts on Instagram. So if there are certain people who you really want to pay attention to, Just click the bell and then every time they share some new content, you will be informed and you can keep up to speed with exactly what's going on there. I like to read the online version of the New York Times and I also like to keep an eye on Mashable for tech and life and social good and entertainment. Another good source is Science Daily for science and research news. Pinterest is also fabulous for this. And you can create your own visual scrapbooks, but you can also obviously go down a research rabbit hole and find loads of new creators and information on Pinterest. These are just a sample of some of the sources that I use. There is also a website called Mix.com. It's an app that was previously upon That has interesting information on there. Psychologies Magazine, Huffington Post, cool hunting for trend predictions. And it's nice that who are all about championing creativity. Just a few examples of some of the resources that I use here. And send me a DM on Instagram if you didn't make the workshop. And if you would like a list of these resources, because I can send you the full list. So just send me a DM at Nikki Hutchison, and I'll get that over to you. Action point number four is to zig, don't zag. So here it's about asking yourself, what do I keep seeing online? And then challenging yourself to do something different. So it's about zigging when everyone else is zagging and just really trying not to add to the overall noise online, really to create something valuable and new and interesting for your audience. And the final point is to experiment. And I'm talking about experimenting with your messaging with your formats, and with your ideas. So here are some experimental content ideas for you. And again, if you would like the full list, then drop me a DM at Nikki Hutchison on Instagram, and I'll get that over to you. So some experimental content ideas that you might want to try. Collaborations, influencer partnerships, newsletter swaps, freebie downloads, freebie swaps, challenges, join memberships. I'm a massive fan of being a joiner. Try loads of different memberships, free ones and paid ones, and work out which community is best for you and which ones you want to stick with and which ones you want to leave. Reach out to podcasts. Find out if you can be a guest. Reach out to media. Join those Twitter groups that I mentioned or set up your own if you can't find a relevant one. Make a list of people or publications who you would love to guest blog for. People are always looking for content so that we don't have to always create our own, right? So have a think about putting together a list of blogs that you would really love to write for if writing is your thing. And then simply reach out to them and keep on going. Don't let the first no knock you so much that you never ask again. Reach out to people and ask if they want to join you live on Instagram or on Facebook. See if you can interview some big names from your industry. You'll be surprised by how many people or the type of people who will say yes, because most people love the opportunity to promote themselves and their business just like we do. Make sure that you are engaging. So it's not just about churning out content, posting and then ghosting. It's about making sure that you are having these conversations and turning it into that party rather than just kind of being a wallflower and occasionally shouting out the thing that you want to say from the corner without getting involved in the party itself. And repurpose. Repurpose your best social content and share it with your email list or vice versa. Essentially, repurposing is about making your content work harder. So try and do that more often. Do things like I'm doing today, turning a workshop or a webinar into a podcast topic, or you could turn it into a blog post or a video tutorial or a guide or an ebook. You can do the same with an old blog post. You can update it. You can turn it into a podcast topic or multiple social media posts or a newsletter topic. You can turn listicles into a series of emails or an individual blog post, or you could turn them into workshop content. You could take a podcast episode and turn that into a newsletter topic or social media posts. The list goes on and on and on. But basically, as I always say with marketing, it is not a one and done Don't feel that just because you've put something out there in one format, that doesn't mean that you can't use it again. Absolutely, you can. So I've gone through a lot of information today, and you might be wondering where to begin. In order to set yourself up for success and create content that is not boring, my recommendations are to pick one channel or platform to focus on Don't try and do everything all at the same time and then go back to those recommendations that I made at the start about really paying close attention. So monitor the results that you get, the messaging that works, the format that works, the channels and platforms that work. And then once you've got the information about what's working, repeat that and then just keep on that monitoring process. Unfortunately, marketing is a never ending process. But the great thing is that you will get better at it every single time you do it. So the more effort you put in, the more you get out and the less chance there is of your content being boring. And my final piece of advice is not to try and do it alone. It can feel very lonely when you're trying to grow a business and Especially if marketing isn't your background, you're having to try really hard to push yourself out of your comfort zone and talk about yourself or you talk about your business. And that can be hard if you're trying to do it on your own. So find those communities, be a joiner. You can find free Facebook groups where you might get some support. You might have a friend who's in a similar situation and you can buddy up with them. I do that with a friend twice a week we'll meet at 6am and we'll spend an hour co-working on Zoom to get the work done that we wouldn't be able to get done during our normal working day. So maybe you could find someone like that as well. And of course, I would love to hear from you if you're interested in my programs. I run a five-week program called the Audience Growth Club. The next time it kicks off is on the 9th of May. And it will teach you everything you need to know about content marketing and how to improve yours so that you get better results that will help you to grow your audience. So if you'd like to join the waiting list for that, or if you'd like any more information, we will share the link to Audience Growth Club in the show notes. And if you've been in business for a while and you're not achieving as much as you would like on your own, it's probably time for you to dial up the accountability that's in your life. And this is the reason that I've created my business accelerator, which is called The Charge. It is application only because you need to have reached a certain stage in business. There are some foundations that you need to have laid. And it is for entrepreneurial women who are absolutely determined to grow their business and put in the effort. And it's a real focus for you at the moment. If you'd like more information on that, then the link to the charge is in the show notes. And please have a look through that and then book a call with me if you'd like to discuss it further. But even if you're not at the stage to join one of my programs, don't do this process alone. Join those communities, those memberships, those free Facebook groups or buddy up for that accountability to get more done. And if you'd like to keep learning with me for free this month, and you'd like to join the remaining workshops, there are two left. These workshops are running every Thursday during April at 12.30. And actually, I'm calling them Marketing Clinics because the first half I will be teaching you and the second half is very much about you asking questions and getting those questions answered. So come along and join me on either of the remaining two workshops, you need to sign up via Eventbrite and the link to those is also in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will be back again next week and I look forward to seeing you then. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. And if you are trying to grow an audience to support your business, which I know you are because that's why you're listening to this podcast, then make sure you join me again next week when I will be sharing five things I've done this year to grow my audience. You don't want to miss it. I'll see you then.